You're listening to That Champion Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Emmanuel. Each week, I deliver high-energy new content and episodes to help you go from where you are to where you want to be, aka living that hot and luxe and vibey lifestyle you've been dreaming of. I love sharing and talking all things biz, lifestyle, woo, subconscious mind, and of course, my fave, celebration mindset. And so from now on, consider me your fab biz and lifestyle coach, BFF, guru, and luxe lifestyle influencer. I'm here to support women like you in magnetizing and monetizing your desired dream lifestyle, run a six-figure freedom biz, and make shit happen. Because here's the thing, you are a worthy beesh, and I'm here to empower you, babe. So I share everything, my struggles, behind-the-scenes battles, success stories to show you that it gets to be this and that and more, and so there's no more settling, no more nibbing your light, and I'm giving you permission to dream bigger. So go ahead, time to pop the champagne and enjoy a fab makeover because a new episode starts now. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of That Champagne Lifestyle. So happy that you're here. I know I always say this, but I... Like, I really, really feel it. I'm so happy that we get to spend this time together and that you guys chose to listen to me right now, you know? Uh, it gives me all the feels. So, I hope everyone is having a fantastic week. I'm recording this episode. I'm trying something new. I usually record episodes on Fridays, but by the time that they actually drop and you guys start listening to it, we're on Tuesday, and so I'm already like half a week ahead of you or behind you I don't know how that works but like I just felt that there was like um like a glitch with the timing so I'm start. I'm trying something new we are Monday morning it is 9 20 my boys just left to go to daycare and to work and so I'm starting my day with you and afterwards I'm gonna enjoy a meditation and probably a good workout or I'm actually feeling inclined to like do a dance party this morning you guys know I am a big fan of dancing um, to level up my vibe my energy I call it an abundance because I'm just celebrating and I'm being so grateful and I'm like imagining everything that is possible for me that I'm already um, that I'm envisioning but I feel like I, I pretend and I'm feeling as if I already received whatever I'm desiring. So I'm actually feeling very called to do an abundance this morning after I let you go. This intro is going to be a very short one because today I'm um, sharing an episode that I recorded last week with my good friend Emily from Cool Mom 101. Um, and so it's on the longer side, but it is such a good episode. I mean, guys, Emily and I tapped into so much. I mean, we tapped into body confidence, um, like after having like body issues or trauma, uh, Emily and I both had, um, eating disorders. So we tapped into that. I mean, she is, and if you guys don't know, Emily, she is the like confidence queen, like confidence with a crown on it. You know, she is so good. If you guys creep into her Insta, you're just going to feel it. Like she is so empowering, so feminine. Like really she is. I mean, I adore her. I adore Emily. We, I was actually on her podcast a few months ago and we had such a great experience that when I decided to launch a podcast, I was just like, it makes so much sense. I just want to like get that experience, like, I want to feel, recreate that experience once again on my podcast, 
So guys, you're going to be obsessed with Emily. Make sure to like give her a follow. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. Um, so this, uh, <laughs> really much what I'm trying to say is that I'm keeping this intro short. I'm just going to give you a little life update. Um, so... So, where should I start? The rebranding has been officially done. Uh, this is my first episode recording post-relaunch. So, I'm on the more feminine side of things this week. June was a very, very masculine, energy-driven month. There was like so much to do, so much to think about, so much to, um, yeah, to, 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 to schedule in and like just things to think about. Like my to-do list in June was like intense. Um, and so I'm stepping into July in a very feminine, flowy, easy, um, yeah, just flowy energy. Like I have an image that just came to mind is like, you know, those like long dresses that just flow in the wind by the beach. Like that's the image I have of July. So, I mean, I started the month with like a mani petty and like shopping. Like I went shopping a few times lately. We bought stuff for, I actually have a, a wedding up, like coming up in the next three weeks on July 24th. So I'm very, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, we haven't been experiencing or enjoying weddings or celebrating people's love over the past year and a half. So it's going to be a fun experience. So I went shopping for that. I went shopping. Obviously, I had to like find little outfits for my son. Uh, shopping for my house. We are redoing our kitchen. I mean, we have a really nice kitchen. But ever since we bought the the house that we currently live in, the condo that we live in, I it's always, it's very dark. It's like, cher- like dark cherry wood with like dark granite countertops and like dark backsplash. Like it's very, very dark. So I'm getting the countertops changed to like marble, like white marble-ish granite, which is uh, Selena's. And we're changing like the backsplash. So we went shopping for that. We had like the people come in and like take measurements. So that's been really fun. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to it because guys, I love a clear and white and clean kitchen, like very, like lots of light and just very modern feel. And so I'm looking forward to cooking in my kitchen in the next couple of uh, weeks. Um, Yeah. And I've been like going out on like dates with my husband and just been like a very fun uh, beginning of the month, but it's also like reassessing the energy for the next couple of months, like for the like second half of 2021. And just before I started recording, I was just like re-looking, like I was looking at my notes for 2021. And again, I'm like, just to make sure I was still aligned with my goals and my words and everything. And yes, like I am here to rise you guys, to inspire you guys, to level up your life, your energy, um, like reassess what you guys want, make your dreams come true. Like this is the energy that I'm tapping into for the second half of 2021. I can feel that there's so much possibility in the air. Like if I close my eyes, I get like tingles, like not just in my stomach, but like, my, like all over my body. So I'm here for it and I'm so excited. And also something that came to me throughout the weekend, you guys know last week we were offering an amazing, amazing, uh, how did we call it? 
I think it was like the relaunch party favor. Yeah, relaunch party favor, which was an amazing deal that we were offering to anyone who's applying to Elite Freedom Biz, which is my one-on-one signature coaching program. Uh, the program pretty much we tap into energy, mindset, um, masculine, feminine energies. Uh, we tap, like we just infuse all of that goodness. We release so much bullshit. We embody who you're meant to be. And then we infuse all of that goodness and like the, the like the golden energy into creating a business that's aligned, that's purpose, that's on purpose, that's just like vibrating at your desired success's caliber. Like we we just bring everything in to create this lifestyle for yourself. You know, like the freedom lifestyle, the the abundant lifestyle, the the magnetized to monetize lifestyle, you know, like it gets to be easy. And so that's what I do in Elite Freedom Biz with my one-on-one clients. And so for you guys, the ones that are listening to the podcast, I'm going to be extending this offer. So pretty much what we were offering, um, and it was, uh, cards were closing last night on Sunday, but I completely zoned out, completely forgot to 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 go on insta i was just like living the moment so pretty much for you guys who are listening to the podcast i'm extended this offer up until this friday so you pretty much if you apply to leave freedom biz and there are three ways to do so you can either apply linked in my bio you can either slide into my dms on insta like they're always open or you can just book a free call with me an alignment call with me and those three ways you're going to be securing and locking in the amazing bundle that we have going on right now, which we're offering an, an extra month of one-on-one support. So basically, you're paying for four. You're getting five months. You're getting uh, Mystique Mornings, which is this program that I created to really level up your mornings. And you guys know I'm like the morning routine queen. I love, love, love morning routines. They completely shifted my life, my energy the intentions that I bring into every day. And so we are offering that and as well as a creative welcoming gift. So basically, you guys, the ones that are listening to the podcast, if you're into the Leaf Freedom Base and you're like, you're wanting in, you want to know more, this is the best way to get in and get the most out of your money, the, the most out of me. This energy in the container is out of this world. I mean, you guys always compliment me on my energy imagine what it would be working one-on-one with me like it's just like next level we change so much I mean my clients are obsessed with this program I'm obsessed with this program I would talk about it all day every day I just don't want to annoy people so anyways so I'm gonna close this intro up I hope you guys are gonna enjoy this episode like again like I was saying Emily is the confidence queen she's also rebranding queen so we did tap into rebranding and branding and like one-on-one so if you guys are like looking into launching a business or even rebranding your own current business this is a great episode for you so without further ado enjoy sending you so much love enjoy today babes okay so i'm with emily from cool mom 101 and i'm so happy that you are spending this time with me babe thank you so so much you're actually the first guest since we rebranded into that champagne lifestyle so it's like perfect timing i'm so excited thank you for being with me Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. So let's dive into it. And I mean, we have a very good topic, like, decided. Um, I don't even know if that's how you say it. But anyways, let's warm up the combo and we'll just like dive into it. So are you into coffee or champagne? Like if you had to pick one, one for the rest of your life. Oh, girl, that's so unfair. Like those are my two things I can't live without. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because... 
you and me both are very obsessed with champagne. You even more than me, you have like more connection. I though feel so strong about champagne and it has like the best as a branding expert. I have to say champagne in general has one of the best brands of all time. It's like you cannot think about celebrating and champagne separately. To me, it's like they're linked and I'm such a celebrator. I, I, I'll take any excuse to celebrate. So I just, I love champagne. So you know what? Let's go champagne. Okay. I, I love every, I'm already obsessed with this. <laughs> it's a hard one. Even for myself, like I'm such a coffee drink. I like, I drink coffee, water, or champagne. Like those are like my jazz. And I'll try to like sneak in kombucha every once in a while, a tea, like just spice things up. But like, these are my go-to. And I, I honestly could not even answer this question. <laughs> I need both. I need both. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All time favorite book. You know what? I have two. So Love in a Time of Cholera is one of my all-time favorite books. I read it quite a few times. Um, Like you read a lot. I am like a voracious reader. I read a book a week about. I love it. And like you need to like give me tips on how to do everything. (laughs) Because I listen to books. I don't read them. That's amazing. I like multitask. But you're good. Reading is faster though, because you can kind of speed read certain things. Whereas if depends on the book material, but when you're listening to it, there's, you can't really speed that up. Right. So it's easier in a way, but I think for reading, what I always tell people is get it in where you can. So, and also I tell people too, it's not a priority for everyone. For me, it is. I love reading. I absolutely love it. So it's a priority. So I really feel like you prioritize things when you need to, right? Mm. So for me, I read every night before bed. It's part of my nighttime ritual. So I read for probably an hour every night. And then often in the morning, I'll read a little bit too. So usually how it plays out is I read more of a, I always mix, as the reader, this is funny, but I always mix these up, nonfiction versus fiction. So at night, I read a story, which would be nonfiction, right? Yeah. And then often in the morning, I'll read more of like a mindset book or right now I'm reading a book called Come As You Are and it's all about orgasm and learning, frankly, the the sexual organs and the parts of your body that people don't know though. You don't even know the different parts of your body and how they can function. So anyways, I'm reading that. So that's a different type of book. So I read that more in the morning. Whereas at night when I'm trying to kind of tune it down, yeah, but everything off from like thinking. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, okay, so you, what's the second book? Love in a Time of Cholera and then The Alchemist. Oh, um, yes. It's, I think you read, you like this book too, right? I love that book. Yeah, okay, I, I thought book. I remembered that. It's and so I feel good. Like I connect with like so many women that I connect with have all, like, have all said this book was like their number one or like in their top threes at least. Yeah, like, it's really game. good. Totally. Anytime I feel like I need a little boost of energy in the direction of the idea that everything is working out for you. So if you ever are feeling a little bit mistrusting of the process and the universe having your back, I find it's a really good read for that because it just puts things back into perspective for you. And it's a really quick read. So to anyone listening, if you're not a huge reader and you don't want to read a book that's like 500 pages, this is a great one. 
Uh, it's like a pocket book, like pocket size book. And you, you know what I do? I will like sometimes, you know how we pull Oracle cards? Well, sometimes I'll just like open a page from the book and like see it as a message. And like I receive it because I like that book is just so, I mean, it's a classic. I mean, <laughs> the great, oh, like, yeah, Paulo Coelho and he's Brazilian. So he is, I know. <laughs> I have this kind of half joke, but. I feel like in another lifetime, I was Brazilian or somehow connected because I've just always been obsessed with the culture. And this was before those listening don't know me yet. My partner is Brazilian. And this was before, before I even met him, I really always was interested in the culture. I was really, there was something that intrigued me and really drew me in all of it. It was like the language, the dance, the food, everything. And I actually went to Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. So we went for carnival before I met my partner. So I'd been there even before I met him. So the joke is I manifested him because I went with my friends and then a couple months later on Tinder, I met him. So oh, I was going to ask, did you guys meet there? But oh gosh, I love that. And it was a great conversation with my mom because, you know, I started just started dating him. I was so excited about him. And she's like, oh, wow, he's Brazilian. Like, d- did you meet him when you were traveling with your girlfriends? And I was like, no, mom, I met him on this thing called Tinder. <laughs> and for context, that was like six or seven years ago, right? So Tinder yeah. was a much, a much different place, I think, from what I hear now. Um, but yeah, that's how we met love that I love that and I know exactly how you feel like I feel that can I feel like we're already like drifting away from the convo (laughs) but I feel the same way with like England like I feel like I've lived there like my heart beats there like I'm so attracted to so like I know exactly how you feel regarding like Brazil okay so well well I think we kind of answered the next question but like if you were a city like what city would you be like what is your city energy Okay. It's Barcelona. Oh, no way. Yes, for sure. Because to me, Barcelona is like the perfect mix of fun. Mm -hmm. Quite fun. The nightlife there is incredible. So it's got the fun. It's got the art and culture, which I'm extremely creative. So it's got Gaudi. It's got just that culture very steeped in it. And then it's got that love and appreciation for food and sport, which is very important to me, both those things. Um, So you get incredible tapas there. Just the food quality is really high. And then I love soccer or football, depending where you are. Um, And I was lucky enough to go, we saw Barcelona play Madrid when I was there, which was like a huge deal. So uh, that was really, really, really cool. Uh, So yeah, I would say instinctually I'm like it's Barcelona because it and it has the beach I'm an ocean yes. girl I'm a cancer son so when's your birthday July 4th it's on no Sunday way. well happy pre-birthday thank you that's my first happy birthday oh. Yay. <laughs> um but I, I think we actually okay so for those of you who don't know I was actually on Emily's podcast like months ago and like everything that we're talking about Barcelona I think we tapped into it because I'm like, yeah, this rings a bell. Like, I feel like I've already had this convo with you, which I think because I that's like when I just met my husband, like literally, I'm going to say like a few weeks to a month, we actually decided to go to Barcelona together. 
and we fell in love in Barcelona. And maybe it was like three weeks into our relationship. Like we had just met when we bought our tickets and it's such a special city. So I feel like we actually, yeah, I think we tapped into this. So I'm definitely going to link that podcast in the show notes because it was a good one. I remember that it was like such a good one. Yes. I literally got like tingles because I do remember we, it's very, it's a very special city to both of us. And I think we bonded over that. Yeah. You know, love. (laughs) I want to go back. (laughs) I know. What's your go-to mantra? Okay. So I have so many, but right now, um, my kind of go-to one is make it fun. Can I swear? Oh, absolutely. Okay. (laughs) So it's make it fun or fuck it. So that is like my personal guiding star a lot of the time because to me, there's nothing so serious about anything. And I've learned that over time. It's like Mm -hmm. I used to have a lot more anxieties around, am I doing the right things? Like what's going to happen in the future? And it's just like these anxieties bubbling up. And now I'm just, I take things a lot. I have a a long way to go, I'm sure, but I take things a lot less seriously. So one of my mantras is, yeah, make it fun or fuck it. Like, Turn this into something fun, whether you're, I don't know, doing shit you don't want to do, like clean or what else could you be doing that you don't want to do? I don't know. Some like techie stuff that maybe is not your jam in your business. Make it fun. And how can you make it fun? There's a million ways. I mean, champagne helps. Um, But (laughs) if you don't want to do something like that, I put on really good music. To me, that makes things fun. I take breaks to dance. That makes it fun. And also, frankly, it's just your mindset. It's like, how can I, how can I make this fun? Can I do this in 30 minutes and make it a little competition for yourself? So that is my mantra. And I love that. <laughs> and it goes so well with your personality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's I can just literally me. Completely picture that being your mantra. <laughs> okay and what is your go-to like how do you lux up your life these days like what is like your little fave obsession or I have so many (laughs) like for me when they when you hear moms talk about how they don't spend as much money on themselves or time I'm like I do not resonate with that at all (laughs) like I just don't but you know, I empathize with people who do. So for me, I have always been a very, I don't know, person who loves everything that's luxury. Even from when I was little, I've always been like, can we go to the nicest hotel? Like, can we get the nicest dinner? That's part of, it's ingrained in me, I swear. So my penchant for luxury is very high. So the things lately though, and this was one little switch I did maybe a year ago, is that my favorite champagne is Veuve, and I love it even more after I read Widow Clicquot, so such another book. book. Yeah. yeah. Such a it's book. incredible to look at what she built as a businesswoman in the fucking 1800s. You're like, yes, girl. Yeah. And then again, like we kind of mentioned earlier, it talks about the brand of champagne in general and how it's really so synonymous with celebrating so and luxury frankly it's synonymous with celebration and luxury which to me is like the the pinnacle of branding so yeah exactly for me so one switch I made was that I I will only like drink Vov instead of buying something yeah like settling right I'm like no I really like like that's the one I like I also like Moet they're like rosé one that's like another one I'll get sometimes um but my girl my girl Nicole you know 
got to stick to her sometimes. So yeah, Vove has been like an upgrade of mine where I'm like, fuck this. I'm not, not settling. Lately, I've been really into this. It's more of like, I would call it a more luxury skincare line. It's natural and it just, it smells incredible. The packaging is very luxe. So when it's sitting on your counter, you're like, oh, beautiful it's called agent nature and it's yeah like this beautiful natural skincare line that i'm really into um my bestie got me turned on to it and i like yeah can't stop won't stop um i've been working towards getting monthly facials i don't hit every month but getting there um and then i always have my lashes and my nails done those are like my little luxuries too i love that especially and we we're gonna tap into this obviously but like you have a I mean, he's two and a half now, Leo. Yeah. So I love that you're like making this space for yourself to really up-level your mama game because I feel like you're putting the woman in front of the mom because you're, it makes you a better mom at the end of the day. Absolutely. I hope I'm like getting this cycle right. But like I, I love that you're doing that and that you're into it. And yeah. you're showing Leo as well at the same time, like, what it is to like be a worthy woman and like confident woman. And I mean, girl, you're like the confidence queen. (laughs) So I love that you're like, that you're, it's just part of your everyday life. And you're even making an even bigger effort to like include those monthly facials or like bi-monthly, whatever, you know, like just making that time to focus on yourself, to become a better woman, better mother, better uh, spouse, better friend, better everything, better coach as well. So, mm-hmm. and I will say that's something I feel very strongly and passionately about is that I think if you don't put yourself first, and even my partner doesn't necessarily agree with how I say it, because for him, he's like, well, no, like the family comes first. And I was like, no, like I come first. I really do. So the the reason I say that and I'm so passionate about it is because of that whole cliche idea of you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so for me, it is actually unselfish to take care of my needs first. Because when I'm taking care of my needs, then I can see it. When I've been taking care of myself and my needs, I'm so focused when I'm playing with Leo and enjoying my time with him. If it's off balance and I've been neglecting some of my needs, I am a distracted, which to me is not how I want to be as a mom. So mm-hmm. in that way, I think it's unselfish to put yourself first because then you have that space and energy to give. And also I give without resentment, right? I have no, I give freely because I'm taken care of. I feel good. So then I, when I give, I'm like, here you go. Give, Thank give, you, give. Baby. I love that. And like something that just came up to mind is that, did you have to learn it? Yes. Or was this like always part of your, the way that you went into motherhood? Like, did you have to learn to put yourself first? This is such a good question because I have reflected on this before. And I think I had to learn a lot. I think I was lucky in that I I went in with a little bit of knowledge of that. It can be difficult. So I want to be empathetic to moms listening who are like, shit, I don't know how to do that. It's not easy. And I, I did have some knowing and some knowledge around that that can be difficult to put yourself first. So I went in with at least a bit of that. And it was really hard in the beginning. I think I fell into the 
usual trap of this idea that a, you as a mother always put your kid and or your spouse before you. And that's such a common narrative, right? Because the narrative is, well, if you're not busting ass for them, then you're selfish and then you don't care about them. And who wants to be labeled as someone who doesn't care about their child or their spouse or however your family looks, right? Nobody wants that. So I had to unlearn a lot and continue. And I want to be very clear about this too. It is not 100% with me even now. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I will still catch this feeling of like it, I think it's like a natural feeling that you want to provide for your family and you want to provide for your partner. And I will still sometimes catch myself being like, Ooh, should I be taking this time? But it's just, it's constantly being like, yes. And here's why self, because if you don't do this and you know, you need it, you're going to feel like shit. You're going to resent your partner, which by the way, resentment is what kills relationships you know, like you don't want to resent them. So think of it that way. It's actually, again, it's giving to them because if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to resent them. And that is going to kill the relationship so quick. So that's what I have to just keep telling myself. And it's like any type of mindset that you need to work on. It's an exercise and I'm not perfect, but I would say I'm sitting at around 90% of the time. I'm pretty good at just not feeling any guilt, not feeling any shame for taking the time, for getting my needs met, and moving on with my life. Absolutely. Preach it. I love that. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've covered so much already. Okay, babe, (laughs) Emily, introduce yourself. Because I think like right now people are just like, who is this wizard? (laughs) How is who you are and everything? Give us the backstory. To situate for people who don't know me. So my name is Emily, as we've determined. I am the CEO and founder of Cool Mom 101. And really what Cool Mom 101 is all about is supporting women in creating their six-figure business, all with perfect branding. So I am really a brand expert. I've been doing marketing and branding for 10 plus years. And I started my career at, well, one of my first jobs in marketing was at Lululemon. So I got to work with this incredible company that does like billions of dollars in revenue a year and see how they do branding. So that was one of my first experiences with branding. So from there, I've really built my knowledge and my expertise around that. And I've worked in other companies and also on the public relations side. So that's my other kind of areas of expertise are PR and social media because I've been doing it for 10 years and just love it. But again, those things all to me kind of filter into this idea of what branding is. Mm -hmm. So if you want to look at it holistically, it really is all branding. If you want to look at more specifically, I have a lot of experience in public relations, social media, and digital marketing. So that's why I love that I found this niche in coaching because this is my personality is to really support people and to see what their strengths are, bring those out. And then at the same time to really intuitively understand branding and how to put the messages you want and the feelings you want to impart into your brand. So people, when they look at anything, 
for me, my goal when I work with clients is I want them to know your, your brand and who you are and those feelings that, that you want them to have by looking at anything in a silo because sometimes they're only going to look at your social media. So is it very clear there? Sometimes they're only going to see some emails from you. They might just be on your email list, not really follow you on social yet. So how can we make sure that, that those feelings that you want them to have are always coming through? I love that. Oh my gosh. And how did you get into it? Into branding? Yeah. I mean, like how, how would I like navigate from the nine to five, like the corporate Lululemon up into like, you know what? I want to do this for myself. I want to coach. I want to show people like, how did you navigate that? This is such a great question because I think there's an important lesson in this as there always is. And I will tell you the lesson first. And I'll tell you the story. So the lesson is when you are intuitively pulled somewhere and you're hearing a lot of whispers or even they can be loud sometimes, but if you, if you know in your heart and sometimes it's in your gut, everyone's intuition is kind of a little, feels a little bit different. But if that intuition is telling you to go in a certain direction, I say, try it. So that's the lesson. The story is, I, as I said, I started my career in marketing at Lululemon. That's one of my first jobs. Really, my first, first marketing job was doing experiential marketing. So I was like the, you know, Labatt girl, and I would like promo girl, basically. So it was for a huge company that, and it was cool, though, to see because experiential marketing is still one of the best ways to get the trial of your product. It's the most expensive, but it's still one of the best ways, right? To get the trial. So it was a really cool place to start. Then, yeah, I worked for Lululemon. Um, I worked also at a PR agency, which I always recommend if you've never, like if you're new in your career, an agency is great to show you what you like, what you don't like, because you work different industries across different projects. So I did everything there from like pitching to press releases to social media management. So I really got a whole kind of breadth of knowledge. And then I took a job as the PR and social manager for Famoso, which is a um, it's a franchise, a Neapolitan pizza franchise. So that was really cool because I got to see the franchise world as well, which is like a whole interesting ball game. Yeah. So with franchises, most people have never owned a business ever, but they've owned a franchise. So like it's their first foray into business, a lot of people. So a lot of my role was coaching these. This is how it kind of plays in. It was coaching people on how to do their social media, how to do these things, like where the fuck to start. So I got, and, and also coaching them on brand. Like, what does it mean? It's that balance of they're trying to build their business as the franchisee, but I'm trying to protect the brand for the overall franchise. So that was like a very interesting dance. And there was a lot of, you know, little nuances that you had to make sure you were managing. So through all this, my last role before I went out on my own was for a luxury skincare brand. So I was doing PR for them. I did a lot of work with celebrities and a lot of influencer marketing. So that's another thing I've been doing. I've been doing influencer marketing before it was really called influencer marketing. Um, So for me like that, I love influencer marketing as well because I really see the power in it. So through all these kind of different positions, like I said, I really built my knowledge in branding and marketing and public relations and social media. So at the same time as these things are happening, 
first, what's going on is I am always pulled to be an entrepreneur. Like I've always had that in me. My first business was when I was 13 and I created a, this is why it's hilarious. I created a whole brand called ABC babysitting. I like made flyers. There was a logo and I put it up around at strategic places where I felt like I would get good clients. This is when I was 13. So looking back, I think it's hilarious because I didn't think anything of it at the, at the time, but this is who I am. Like I love building things and building that brand. So I got this incredible client from that who was like down the street. They paid me so well. They used to come home tipsy and like tip me. It was amazing. Um, so that was the point one is like entrepreneurship has always been something I was really interested in. And I hate authority. Like, I don't like people telling me what the fuck to do. I really don't. And I, I, I've always been like that. It's innate, innate within me. So imagine those things. It's kind of bubbling up. Like, I know that eventually at some point in my life, I'm going to not work for anyone. Like, I'm going to work for myself. Then my best friend, who is Chakra Girl, if anyone doesn't know her, she's incredible. Make sure you go follow her. She started doing coaching, I want to say maybe six years ago. And as soon as she started doing it, I was like, what? There's a way that you can help other women and using your innate talents and the skills that you've learned and show them how they can be powerful in their lives, how they can create their own business. Like I was honestly, it clicked even right then. I was like, oh my God, like that's what I want to do. So looping this back to my, my lesson is I knew five or six years ago that this is something I wanted to get into. And I let my ego and other bullshit, maybe like old mindsets get in the way because I was like, I had all these things in my head. So I had all those. Yeah. And it was like, well, my friend's doing it. So I don't want to seem like I'm copying her. Um, and also there, of course, I think there was part of that fear of like, will I be able to do it? Will I make it? right? Going out on your own. So those things were kind of what was going on. And like I said, I knew though that this is something I would be really good at. And I knew I really wanted to do it. So finally, the way that Cool Mom started was actually as a podcast. So fun fact, I started Cool Mom as a podcast almost exactly two years ago because it was in in July. So I I was eight months postpartum needed something creative to do. I was like dying. Like looking back, I for sure had postpartum depression and anxiety, but it was undiagnosed because I thought I could, was superwoman and didn't need help. Yeah. So I needed something to own and be creative. And I've always, this is a common theme in my life, everyone. I always had wanted to start a podcast. I was like an early adopter of podcasts. Like I listened. One of my favorite podcasters, I still listen to his sometimes, but is Lewis Howes. And so I've been listening to his podcast for I think eight years. So I was like an early adopter and I was like, this is really cool. I love this. So finally started my podcast. And then um, about a year, a year ago now, a little less than a year, nine, 10 months ago, I finally was like, fuck this. I'm starting my coaching business. And here we are. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So much information. Well, I know I talk a lot. Congrats on the podcast anniversary. Thank you. Years. What is two years? I think it's wood. I think it's wood. I should buy myself something wood. Yeah. 
I love like, that idea. Something would, yeah. And definitely let me know what you buy. <laughs> and two, like, what a full circle, like, story. I cannot believe it. And I thought, honestly, like, I mean, you and I have been, like, connecting on the ground for, I, I was going to say, like, a year. But I guess it's, it's, like, six months or so. And I honestly thought that you launched, like, so long ago. So long. So this, again, proves how fast things happen when you decide that to go all in. I mean, I love that story for you and like the lesson and just like every, like, it's kind of like, I see as like these little pebbles on like on the ground and you're just like picking up the, like the pebbles up until the moment that you're like, fuck it, I'm doing something with this. Like, I'm like, I'm ready. And the fact that you did this, like after having your son again, I mean, I, I started my business after having a baby as well. And so it, again, proves how easy and possible everything is. Like, at first, I used to think, like, I can't do this. I, I just had a baby. Like, I need to, like, provide. I need to, like, know that there's money, like, secured money coming in every two weeks, I guess. Like, I think it's, like, the payroll. Um, and, yeah, and so, like, I love that it, like, you're just, again, showing what's possible. And, uh, I, okay. Let's dive into everything. So did you always have this like kick-ass confidence? Like your confidence, like it glows, it shows. I mean, I look at your Instagram, I look at your reels, like you're just always, it, it just, it shines through. Did you always have this self-confidence that just like bomb? This is a great question because, yeah, like you said, this is something that I've just loved teaching women because for me, confidence comes with that knowing who you, who the fuck you are and having it be unshakable. Like, this is who I am. Take it or fucking leave it. And not in a fuck you way, but just like in a I'm good. Like I am good. I know who I am. So to me, it's really that innate knowing and trust is what confidence is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love teaching women about it though, because for me, confidence is what allowed you to say, you know what? Fuck this. I I know I'm a newer mom. I'm still going to start my business because I can. And like, you knew that was the right thing for you, right? Without the confidence, you probably would have just sat on the sidelines maybe forever. Absolutely. Maybe just longer. So that's why I'm so passionate about confidence. Now to your question about, have I always had it? This is such a good question because when I reflect on it, it's actually a yes and no. So I think I've always been a confident, like as a little girl, I think I was really confident naturally. I don't know if it was partly the way my, I'm sure the parent, my parents had a hand in that. And I think I naturally felt like I'm a very social person and I'm very good with people. And I think having that reflected back to you, even from a young age does build confidence because people, people were always so nice to me. And so, you know, yeah. So I think that helped when I was little, then though, I hit, you know, I'm trying to think about when this would have started to sh- shift. Probably around like 12 or so. Um, and I don't like, we don't need to get into this because it's like a whole other can of worms, but around 11 or 12, 
I went through, and this was for a couple years, I went through sexual abuse. And I think through that, it really eroded my confidence. And then you add to it that then I was a teenager, right? Which teenagers listen, like there's so much going on there. I don't know that many teenagers have actual confidence. You don't know who the fuck you are. And like I said, confidence comes from knowing who you are and feeling so powerful in it. And so I think most teenagers, even if they say they have confidence, it's most of them probably don't. So with that, I kind of, my confidence eroded as a girl. I think I innately was a very confident little girl that eroded. Then I really started to build it back up just before I got pregnant, I would say. So around 25, I would say, was when I started. And this was really my personal development, like starting. And of course, you you do certain things before that, but I got really serious about it. I started reading a lot of books around mindset. I started just doing little things like meditating and just little things for myself to help build it back up. And then I would say before I got pregnant, my confidence was built up quite high. Like I was, I felt quite good about who the fuck I was. I just, I knew I had a lot to offer, but add to that, I was working at a job I fucking hated, which that'll erode your confidence and a boss that was like a nightmare. So that definitely did erode parts of it. And then when I was pregnant, I think it still kept building because to me, when you're pregnant, your intuition is at like an all time high. That's what I felt anyway. And I felt, I loved being pregnant, like loved it. I can't even, I can't even articulate it well enough, but I just thought it was the most beautiful experience. Then postpartum hit and I felt like shit. I did not feel like myself. I, again, like I said, I probably had some postpartum depression or anxiety that I just, I, I don't know if I even had the tools to to see it and deal with it. And they do say that it, and this isn't blaming on partner at all, but they do say like it can be really helpful if a friend or partner is like, hey, I'm like, this is not, something's not right here. Because I don't think you can really see it sometimes when you're in the thick of it. All this to say that I think, again, my confidence was a little eroded at, the, at that beginning postpartum stage. And what really helped to build my confidence back up postpartum was creating something and starting this business because when you can start something and create something that's aligned with who you are it is the ultimate fucking confidence boost so with that I started to build it back up and I think what's really important here and what I really want people to go away with is that confidence is built it is not something, and like I, I did say, I, I innately kind of had a bit of, you know, a bit of that natural confidence, but it really is built. It really is. And that's why I'm so passionate about it being something you can teach. Mm-hmm. And that's why I created um, the Confidence Starter Bundle because I put my favorite modalities together that are like, this is the perfect way to get, get started on building it because it's built. And that's the cool thing. If you're feeling unconfident, it's okay. You can build that shit back up. Don't worry. <laughs> oh my God. I, the way I see confidence and I mean, you just tap into so much that I want to like get into, but I mean, I have a, a, a three-year-old now, so everything is about like Legos and blocks and like just toys. So I see like the foundation, like that plate, like remember that green Lego plate that you'd like put trees on and build your house. On? Okay. So that's like the foundation. 
and it can like exactly like you say it goes up and down it's not linear and something's going to happen in your life but you're always going to be challenged tested confidence goes low goes high goes low goes high but you can adjust it and you get to build these tools which i'm sure you have like a ton by now to really adapt you the way you feel to build up your confidence whenever you're feeling lower and i mean there's always going to be situations like i number one i want to say i'm so sorry to hear what happened when you were uh in your when you were a teenager and then like postpartum and like but the way that you decided to do something with it and that like paul like i'm guessing the podcast is what like brought you back to to life i guess absolutely that, that place that safe place for you to be creative and build your confidence back from have these conversations express yourself because if you're really keeping everything inside of you bottled up you're just gonna like it's just not gonna work you're gonna it's gonna hit you at one point so i love that like and the fact that you're like saying that you love pregnancy i hated pregnancy i, so, like, I remember oh, you said that <laughs> I, I didn't I, well I had like I had very um I did I had a few miscarriages and then when I finally got pregnant it was like through um we had to do like a lot of fertility testing and all of that and I was sick like from minute one up until the night that I gave birth and something that like and people don't talk about this much is the mindset like my all my insecurities came like through the roof all while I was pregnant and like something that you and I have in common also is that we had um like low like low self-confidence body image and that like really shook me when I was pregnant because I used to have an eating disorder and seeing my body transform and I mean I gained so much weight and having people telling you like oh my gosh you're so big or like when i like those comments you know that people are saying with love to me were like the most hurtful things but they didn't know and i was like pretending so like pregnancy for me was like the worst period of my well not the worst period of my life but it wasn't i'm still making peace with it yep you know so totally and there's a lot there in that because yeah, so I had an eating disorder as well. <laughs> um, we'll just put all the trauma out there. Um, I've done so much trauma healing lately, though, that I just feel very... Um, and, and here's the other thing about it. When you start talking about it a little bit, and you don't have to, but when you do, when it feels right, you start talking about it, it takes the power away from it. You're like, yeah, this is this happened. Um, and not, not to minimize, but it just, it takes the power and that charge from it. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm said, I had an eating disorder as well. And the interesting thing is, I think I had done so much healing around that at that time that the body changing didn't affect me in the same way. And everyone's experiences things different. I will say though, don't comment on women's bodies ever. Um, I hate this idea that because you're pregnant, you can just fucking comment on the body now like mm -hmm. it's wrong and just to show you guys to highlight it i was a slightly self-conscious because people would say you're so small you're not showing i was worried then i was like oh my god is my baby okay am i growing fast enough so this is why you just you just don't comment yeah. right it's just Amen. not appropriate <laughs> like just don't don't yeah. do it <laughs> like 100%. i don't care if the woman's pregnant don't do it 
That's 100%. it. 100%. <laughs> I remember I was still in my nine to five when I was pregnant. And I was pregnant at the same time as my boss, who I think she was like two weeks uh, ahead of me, I think, in our pregnancies. Like we were pregnant like at the same time. Like my her son was born like a week prior to my son. And she did not show at all. She had like that glow, that la-la land pregnancy. Well, I was just like, I was throwing up. I was like, I'm had nothing to wear like I was feeling like crap and people were like oh my gosh like look at her how easy it is I'm like that's what I want like stop comparing pregnancies you know like the way that you were pregnant is not the way that every woman is different you know and everyone is struggling in a like in different capacity so let's just like let pregnant woman not pregnant woman just be and yeah like let's just Stop the bullshit. Mind your own beeswax. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my mom used to say something like that because she like doesn't swear at all. Well, that's the cutest thing. (laughs) I know. So cute. (laughs) So how did you like, because I feel like having an eating disorder will definitely like hit your confidence. Mm -hmm. So what, like, how did you managed to like heal everything and now teach and empower women how this is yeah such a good question and i want to preface too by saying that i don't think there's a complete off button when you've had something like an eating disorder Mm -hmm. or you have anxiety or you struggle with depression and i don't say this in a hopeless way i just want people to understand that some days I still will catch myself being restrictive with food or, um, you know, being not so kind about my body. I will still have those moments in those days. So I want to make sure that that's crystal clear because mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. Good. Okay? Yeah. 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 So, and I think that's just part of, part of life. And when you have something, because an eating disorder really is a mental health um, issue, right? Issue. Yeah. So it doesn't, I don't think it fully goes away, but I want to say it, it's so rare that I think about it now. And I think what has helped me was, like I said, doing a lot of that mindset work and learning those tools. So around 25, I really started to learn them. And I would say like, I wasn't, I think I was, I, I stopped. I don't know how you say that properly. Like I didn't have an eating disorder after I was around 20. And there's residuals, right? It's like, yes, I wasn't like bulimic, but I was like tracking everything I ate and like not eating X, Y, and Z. And like, so I always had these kind of disordered eating patterns, I would call them. Um, Up until, like I said, that around a couple years before I got pregnant is when it was at a very good place. So I would say what helped me was learning different modalities. And I always say this to clients too, it, not all of them work for everyone. For me, some of the ones that are working the best and have always is meditation, EFT tapping, Mm -hmm. and affirmations do. And I find like mirror work can be really powerful when it's something that's related to your body because I think you do need to be able to look at yourself and love it like eventually, right? And I know that's for some, if you're listening and you're in the middle of an eating disorder, that sounds ludicrous. But I do think it's important to work towards that. So those are some, yeah, exactly. And so those are some of the things that have helped me. And then I find like pivoting 
and this is something I didn't know what to call it, but that is like that pivoting practice of, so say, I'll give you an example. Say you're, I don't know, about to eat something that you really like want to eat. It's like, I really want to eat this. I feel good about eating this. And then that little troll, it's like, I call them like little trolls, whether it's your ego or your eating disorder or something else is like, oh, but like you were looking kind of, your thighs were looking kind of fat today. Or whatever, you know, this bullshit yeah, you tell yourself. Tomorrow, like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So then what it is, is you just kind of, to me, you, you, I've gotten to a place where I can be the bystander. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like that I feel that way. It's no judgment. Being it's aware, not like, yes. Being aware of the thought and detaching from it. Exactly. So the, yeah, the way I look at it is like, you're the bystander. You're like, oh, that's an interesting thought. Like who fucking cares? And then you let it pass. And this takes practice, but I'm so good at it now. I'll be like, if I have that thought of like, oh, I look kind of fat today or whatever the fuck it is. I'm like, that's interesting that I am thinking that. And then I choose a different thought, choose a different feeling. And I fucking love my body. Look how strong I am. I just did this incredible workout and I feel so good. Ooh, that reminds me. Working out. How did I forget that? I think that... It's interesting because I know some people's eating disorders will in, involve overexercising. And I do think there was a time mine did, but I've also found it so healing. So I used to be the girl who used to do an hour of cardio on like an elliptical at the gym. Like it was, I was nuts. And that was probably because well, the thing to do. Well, and, and it was part of my eating disorder, right? Is like that I thought I had probably eaten a piece of pizza that day right exactly exactly (laughs) yep yeah I know exactly yeah so that was part of the way my eating disorder showed up so now though and this is again I'm still not perfect at this but I now I do work out because I love my body and because I'm like what do you need from me and because it feels so fucking good for my mental health to move my body and just to highlight how different my relationship to exercise is now like I said back in the day I was like punishing myself for eating a fucking piece of pizza now I'm very intuitive about it so I do a lot of Pilates shout out to Bailey Brown BB fit it's like the best you need to try it you need to try it she is so good and here's the thing you'll love her because she kind of adds a bit of woo into the exercise so and I love this so she'll talk about connecting to a certain muscle and how you're going to feel with this muscle and it's growing do you practice mind body connection yes okay because that i i also did like all sorts of workouts and like crazy crossfit and like just everything that was just like out there and i found that ever since i started practicing mind body connection a i get to work out because i feel cool and connected to like going on my mat i do like super low intensity workouts I will work out maybe twice, maybe three, four times a week for like 10, 15 minutes. I did an hour yesterday of like um, hip hop yoga. Like I just do whatever I feel called to. And I've never loved my body more than since practicing my body connection. Absolutely. Yes. And to, to the concept of confidence as well. So one thing I teach with confidence is do something small that challenges you. And so it can look different for different people. So maybe that challenge is like 
starting your podcast and sticking to it. But maybe that challenge is with your body and learning a new way to work out and love your body and appreciate it mm-hmm. and challenging yourself. Like I'm going to do my like lovely Pilates workouts, 15 minutes, three, like three days a week. And that's what I'm going to do. So I find that that builds your confidence too, because you're, you can see what your body can do for you. Absolutely. I love that. Yes. Like definitely working out does it does play a big role. And also like in our mental health, like just connecting with our bodies. Let's say one day you're not feeling 100% or like anxious thoughts are coming back in or like just whatever. Like I always like my my go to is going to be like, okay, I need to like connect myself with my body. I need to ground myself. I need to like, really let go of whatever's going on in my head, go for a walk, whatever. And I come back and I'm like, I'm a new person, like I was able to like, dismantle the feelings. Yes. It's yeah. the quickest way to get out of your head is to get into your body, right? So well, there you go. you're exactly right. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So let's switch gears now. Cause we've like, I want to talk about you being a branding queen. <laughs> I just rebranded my whole business, like new name, new everything. I want to know how, like, cause I'm sure like some, some listeners are like thinking about it or even thinking about like launching their businesses or whatever. What is like the one-on-one on good branding? And like, and full pause as well. Like, let's tap both. Ooh, okay. <laughs> You're going to get me going. So branding, let's start with why it matters. Okay. And what it is. So for me, in my definition, branding is really everything that tells your story and represents who you are as a company or a person, whether you're there or not. Mm-hmm. So think about that. So yes, it's the way you speak in an interview, but it's also what your social media looks like. It's also your your kind of subject line in your emails, right? It's also the your energy. colors. Yeah, it's yeah. everything. So I mean, it should feel obvious why that matters, but <laughs> why it really matters is because you want your all your brand elements to match and to tell the cohesive story and to ensure those feelings that you want your audience, your clients to feel are always coming through. So that's why it matters and kind of what it is. Yeah, the so, Pardon? The experience. Yeah, absolutely. So what you want to think about with branding, just let's go through just a few of like the, the key things. So with your branding, you want to make sure there's always cohesion. And that's the concept of on brand as well, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter what you're doing, you want to run it through the filter of does this match my branding? Is it the right colors? Is it the right fonts? Is it showcasing those feelings back to those, those feelings I want people to feel? So this is what you always want to be thinking of with your branding. So cohesion's like probably the And that's probably the biggest faux pas I see too. So sometimes it's so simple. And to me, it's very obvious. But if you all of a sudden use a random color Mm -hmm. that you weren't using, that's off brand. Like, don't do that. (laughs) Like, And I think people get into this trap sometimes that they want to make it look new but you can do that in so many other ways. You don't change your fonts and your color. Like you just don't. So cohesion is like the biggest thing when it comes to branding. And it's also 
the biggest faux pas I see, frankly. Um, another big thing with branding, and when I work with clients one-on-one on this, I always want to make sure that they're very in love with it. So, yeah, yeah. So what I mean by that is I've had my business, I'll just kind of highlight the example. So I've had my business for, um, two years. Yeah. Almost two years. Like I said, it started with the podcast. So when I started, I started with a logo I had made and like colors I had chosen, which weren't the best at the time. But anyways, then I upgraded and got um, a new logo and switched the colors a little. But since then, like I'm so in love with it. Every time I see it, it like lights me up. Every time I see it, to me, it does invoke the feelings I want. It makes me feel empowered, which is what I want my audience to feel. It makes me feel educated. That's partly my content. And it makes me feel optimistic and like excited, right? So girly I would add girly like feminine you know like feminine (gasps) I do want people to feel that see this is great I love it so like you guys don't see M right now but she has like a tie-dye white and pink her background is pink like I think of pink like I got my manicure yesterday done and I was like oh this is so funny it's pink like I'm talking to M tomorrow like I now associate pink with you oh This is okay. So this is something that I love talking about and just will briefly touch on because like, I don't remember what your question was now, but something that's really important and that I always try to cultivate with clients and with myself is what we call brand anchors. So hot pink is a brand anchor for me. Uh You do not understand the amount of people that will send me things in hot pink and be like, I thought of you. And that is branding one oh fucking one. And it's like the pinnacle. I have people send me like, they'll like chin with champagne or be like, I had a glass last night of bubbly with my friend. I thought of you. I'm like, well, there you go. I need to like change my entire business, you know, to make yes. it on brand with like who I am. Yes. And actually champagne is somewhat of an anchor for my brand too, because I talk about it a lot. Yeah, no, I have like, yeah. I have custom gifs made and I just use it a lot. But for you, it's like a huge brand anchor, right? And it's like you said, I will think of you. Like when I read the book Vov Clicquot, I messaged you and was like, oh my God, have you read this? Right? Yeah. yeah. So you want to make sure you're using those things. And the way you use them is, yeah, keep fucking talking about it. And that's the thing is they need to be very authentic. Otherwise, you're not going to want to talk about it all the time mm-hmm. or showcase it all the time. So yeah, the brand anchors are so fun and there's so many different ways that they can show up, but you want to make sure they're authentic and then that you keep using them and talking about them. I love that we're like talking about branding because um, Danielle Marchese, she said something a few months ago. And guys, I'm going to like, if you guys don't know Danielle, she's also like big into branding and she, she also has a podcast and everything, but she is so good with branding. And she said something that if it's you, it's on brand. Like if you're like, if your business is all about you and like showcasing your life, your lifestyle, the way you're running your business, the way you're living, like the way you're working now, whatever, whatever you're eating, whatever it's you, like authentically you, you're on brand. And when she said that, I was like, that's like the smartest thing I've heard regarding branding in a long time. Like just like how simple it was. It just like, it opens so, so many doors, you know? And I remember, like, I tapped into this last in last week's episode, but, like, I, my old branding, I loved it. It was, it was part of me, but it wasn't all of me. And so I felt very stuck 
in the branding and so i was like you know what no i need to like well a by doing like confidence work worthiness work embodiment work um like forgetting about what people quote unquote would think about me if i would like actually show my entire way of living and just make this rebrand all about who i actually am and now i'm feeling way more on brand and way more excited to like show and showcase and express and share you know so whatever you're doing if it's really you then it's on brand and i love the fact that she said i was like oh gosh yeah like that is so good that's like gold totally yeah she's good uh so what are your like okay so we tapped into faux pas do you have anything else to like add to like faux pas because yeah there's like consistency and all of it but yes so cohesion is one of the biggest ones i see as a huge faux pas and you'll be shocked at how many people do it and i'm like what are you doing the second is kind of to what we were talking just talking about is if you're being inauthentic it's very obvious Mm-hmm. And that to me is a faux pas. So if you're doing something that's inauthentic, and this goes for whether it's you're the brand or whether it's a company. Yeah. So if you're doing something that doesn't feel like it aligns with your values and who you are, it's very obvious. And the audience and your potential clients pick up on it really fast. So just don't fucking do that. If it feels sticky, you have to ask yourself, does it feel sticky because it's not aligned with my values? don't do it. Does it feel sticky because it's pushing the boundaries? Then do it. You know, like you have to really be able to differentiate between the two because sometimes it feels sticky because it's new, but sometimes it's because it's just not aligned and then just don't do it. (laughs) I love love that you're tapping into that because I definitely felt that over the last couple of weeks, just like, okay, I've definitely outgrown the routines of a French girl, but I was just like, that shipping lifestyle kind of like scared me. But like challenged me, you know, it was like, is that too, but I knew that that was like, it was bigger than me. The energy is like sucking me into it. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited, but it's still frightening because you're changing everything. And are people, A, are people going to like it? Are people going to be receptive? Are people liking routines of a French girl because they like the, the cute, like very polite aesthetics or are they going to be like, are they going to want to embark on this? Like, you know what? M swears. M like doesn't like, I don't know. Like there's just like so much going on when you're like choosing a brand or rebranding. Cause I know I have like, I work with my one-on-one clients as well as like building their brands. And I know that some of them struggle. They're like, well, I don't even know where to start. You know? So I always tell them, well, create a mood board. Like just go on Pinterest, pin anything that you're feeling called to. Like you don't have to decide right now. Just like, be inspired what would be your first step to help someone um i don't say identify but like open up their possibilities to their branding because when you're creating a branding often we feel like we need to like commit to this one particular branding or name or colors or whatever but when you're like unsure what would you say to them this is a good question. And I will, I want to say too, that a rebrand is not always the answer. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get caught up in that. And so make sure that it's actually for the right reasons and not just because you're getting a little bit bored. Cause mm-hmm. I think there's other things you can do. Right. So just I, not in your case, cause I think it was the right thing to do, but I think a lot of people might listen and be like, Oh my God, I need to rebrand. And it's like, no, no you don't necessarily. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yeah, totally. So where I start with my clients is again, it's like back to what are their core values? So as a business, what's your core values? Mm -hmm. What are those desired emotions you want your audience and your clients to feel when they interact with you and your brand? Mm -hmm. I also, when I work with clients, I want to know what their kind of their personal aesthetic is. So of course, like what are the colors they naturally like to? And if sometimes that doesn't align, but for me, I personally, of course, I'm obsessed with pink and it works very well for my brand. It doesn't always line up, but it's, that is honestly a good place to start. Like what colors do you fucking love? Yeah. That's sometimes a great place to start. So those are kind of the things I like to look at first. I also bring into it I mean, I bring so much into it, but what are their offerings? What type of business is it? That obviously factors into. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Girl, we could like go on. Like I could ask you like 25 other questions. I think that we'll need to wrap it up. Where can people find you? Because I know they're going to be obsessed with you. <laughs> go follow me. <laughs> yes. Come follow me at cool.mom.101. Um, and my website is coolmom101.com. Perfect. Well, we're going to like link everything in the show notes, obviously. And I know you have a great offering right now, which is like the confidence star bundle, which we're, again, we're going to link everything, the million dollar brand edit. So if, yeah, and guys, like definitely make sure to like stalk Emily because her Instagram, like just like your reels. I always comment on them. I love them so, so much. Like just looking at you dancing sometimes just like levels up my day, my energy. I'm like, yes, like let's do it again. You know, it's kind of like a reset every time. So I love that. Oh, that is like my best compliment. My favorite compliments. There's two. One is on my energy, which I'm like, honestly, that's yeah. the best fucking compliment. And two is on my branding. A lot of people are like, I'm obsessed. I love, I love. And I'm like, you guys, that's the way to my heart. Compliment my energy or my branding. <laughs> <laughs> I could literally just like screenshot you uh, someone on Insta just like she messaged me this morning she's like girl I'm loving because I posted something last night she's like I'm loving your vibes like you have the best vibes the best energy and your rebrand is like I'm so obsessed with it I'm like the way to my heart like fuck pizza totally fuck <laughs> champagne like you just got in <laughs> thank you so much for like sharing all of this wisdom your story with me, with us. And yeah, I'm like, I will have you on whenever you want. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love you so much. I'm so glad we connected. I know. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you could go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review, I would be so thankful as it gets to help the podcast get to even more listeners. So don't forget to hit subscribe and until next week's epi, embody the best version of you, living her luxe life and sipping the finest bubbly. Cheers, babe.